Welcome to Roomies number 77. Roomies and Movies, random, number 77. Uh, on this fine December day. Um, for this week, we watched the second half of the first season of Breaking Bad. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scrubs on Netflix. Cam on Netflix. And Outlaw King as well on Netflix. Um, did you get to Wreck-It Ralph's? No, I have been sick the past two days after working the weekend, and I slept most of that. Well, I hope you're feeling better. Hence, when you texted me today at like noon, I was asleep (laughs) because I didn't wake up until after three o'clock today. Are you feeling better at least? Uh, I'm feeling medicated. I've been drinking a bunch of Theraflu. Well, that's good because I'm medicating myself as well right now. But that's yeah. Booze, so and I don't goddamn lush. <laughs> Listen, I do it at least once a week, and you're not gonna come down on me for how I do my podcast. <laughs> it's it interfering with your work. <laughs> this strategy works, and it has been working, and we don't bitch about that. No, so, you know that alcohol's uh, got all that useless carbs and stuff in it, and that doesn't help with your gym work. Yeah, but if I only do it once a week. Those are carbs that I'm counting for. No. Lies. Pretty sure. You got to go clean. Straight edge. (laughs) Uh, I ran into somebody at the gym last night, and he was telling me all about the keto diet, and that looks that sounds awful and terrifying. Yep. This is like, basically, don't eat anything but a little bit of meat and just work your ass out. I'm like, listen, I want to get in shape. I'm not here to kill myself to do it. Like I'm doing, I'm doing this so I don't do that. So I'm not pushing myself as hard as I possibly can. So mm. You relax. Um, I refuse. <laughs> uh, any new stories throughout the week that you want to talk about or hit on? You think I paid? I don't remember two hours ago. <laughs> um. I was. I'm thinking there was something that we were hitting on, but besides the stupid Netflix bullshit, no, that's mainly all I've talked to you about. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so let's get into it then, and how awesome Breaking Bad is. How it's so awesome that you watched it into season two. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, uh, as soon as the Netflix. No, I only watched the first episode of the second season. I thought you said you watched two. I, get two. I thought I did. Uh, when the notification popped up, like, do you want to continue watching uh, season two, episode two? I was like, what the fuck? Because I, I was upset at Netflix because I thought it had skipped over the last two episodes of the first season because I thought the first season had nine episodes. Uh, so that's one me, I guess. <laughs> But it's awesome. Like I was saying last week, this fucking show is is the epitome of just binge-worthy. Because there's not a lot of thinking. You just... There's not, like, all this shit shown in the background that you have to collect and, like, mysteries along the way. No. Just dudes making meth. Well, for now. Well, yeah. Um... I'm I'm assuming as soon as I get more invested, they'll throw more of that into. But like for the first season, like this is crazy, ridiculously under 
<laughs> underhyped, which I didn't think I'd be saying. Uh, great storytelling. <laughs> I is it underhyped? I feel like that's because you know by the time the show was ending, that's when everyone was getting caught up and, like you said, binge watching it, and it felt like everyone just wouldn't shut their mouths about it. That's fair. Also, this is a decade after that first season came out, so I feel like right now is the right people know about Breaking Bad and, like, the other people are fools. Like, I was, but I'm getting caught up. Yeah, you fool. <laughs> but, yeah, just great storytelling, and, like, you sent me a message that like, you were so excited about episode six, and it kicks off, and I was like, holy shit, yes. Yeah, well... Uh, he's just holding... I, I, I literally thought he'd just fucking cut the dude's head off. <laughs> like, the way this tells the story, I was like, fucking... Yes, let's do everything imaginable that you would never have fathomed a week ago. Um, episode six is great because it's a great episode. Um, it's the beginning of the Heisenberg myth, this kind of character he's trying to build himself into. And also, for me, it was the first episode I ever saw. Oh, <laughs> what a great episode to come in on. Yeah, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was at home with to visit my parents for whatever reason, and my dad was like, "You ever watched this Breaking Bad?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Show's pretty badass." <laughs> and I was like, "Whatever." And then it was this episode he was watching. I was like, "This is fucking great." I imagine that everything played out exactly as you just described. That's fantastic. <sighs> uh, but yeah, um, it does this great thing where it kind of gives you the ending of the story before giving you more details to fill in the rest. And it does it in such a way that like, it still leaves a little to the imagination. Uh, but when it really kicks in the drive and like goes through the part you already know, like you're just in awe of how we got there, what's currently happening and anticipating what's going to happen next. Like it's madness. Yeah. And the idea of like how on their toes the writers were for everything. So the first season was only seven episodes because of the writer strike back then. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all they had produced. So that's why that last episode. Oh, really? So this this was the beginning, or like right where uh, three had stopped for uh, Lost. Yeah, it, yep. The when what the two thousand seven, okay. two thousand eight writer strike got hit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they were able to, you know, back then you were able to write, or you couldn't write anything new, but you could direct and produce and make anything that had previously been written. So they had seven episodes in the can, and that's all they were able to get done for that first season. Did they did they make that first season and then shop it around or like AMC like just picked it up and then they made they, it? The pilot and then AMC picked it up and then they went into production oh, okay. and then right. the strike hit. <laughs> um, so that's why that last episode doesn't feel like a finale. You know, it just feels like another episode. Mm -hmm. in turn, yeah, like, and then like it has the overlap of the next next episode where it like retells like the last five minutes or now the reason for that is like is because so i watched ahead too because i knew you had so <laughs> uh, the uh it was almost one year exactly a break they took between seasons because of the strike and everything 
it had been 364 days since the finale to the premiere. So kind of that's probably why they had to recap some of it. You know, it had been getting buzzed. People mm. were ready to come back into it. and It had been off for a long time. Um, oh, but yeah. in terms of that, like, they had to scrap a lot of their plans for that first season. Um, as crazy as it sounds, Jesse was supposed to die. Yeah, that's season. shocking. Wow. I can see where they would go about that, but I'm so glad that that didn't happen. Yes. Like, it seems like he's going to be a very uh, relevant character, and, like, I'm excited to see what the rest comes through. Yes. So, uh, we can hit on these last couple episodes. Um, Anything stick out to you noteworthy within them? Um, I think the heist at the end of Seven to get the uh, whatever... Methanol? Methylamine. Methylamine. Yeah, with the thermite. Because um, I was wondering how they did, they got it to the blue meth. Like, I knew that it, they made blue meth. And I didn't know if it was a stylistic choice, but, like, watching him progress through the season, like, he didn't give a fuck. Like, he was just making meth however he had to make it. And, like, these artistic choices that, Jesse seems to care about like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like it's so it was interesting for them not to have the blue meth for most of the season and then like to end it like that. Yeah, because you know, like it's back in the first or second episode when Jesse's talking to him, he's like, you know, cooking's art. This, you you know, you're an artist with what you've made here. So it does have that kind of Mm. flair to it. Whereas Walt's just like it's chemistry. But yeah, we do get to the blue meth at the end of the season. Um. Episode six, five, five. Episode five, yeah, is kind of a point of no return, but it's so little. A lot of people don't look back on it. Um, you know, he has his way out, right? His ex partners mm-hmm. offer to pay for everything for him, and he turns them yeah. down to keep doing math. Which such a weird episode, because it's like. So he's going to this birthday for his ex ex uh, partner and like he's very successful whatever has this company like based on their work together and like it's so weird because like all these people are getting them great gifts and like he gives them this very nostalgic like we we did all this work so you could be here on ramen like gives them a pack of ramen noodles and it's like this is the best gift. And it's like, it feels like he's being very facetious about it, obviously, because it's, I think his wife did talk to him beforehand. And like the way Walt is like, you know what? I don't want anybody's fucking handout. Like, I'm just going to do this the way I figured I was going to do it. And like, it's maddening to know that like he could have had every, everything just taken care of. And he's just like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just going to do it my own way. Doing it my way. <laughs> you know, he's... You, uh, yeah, you see all the, the hints of what the shit... You know, this is a repressed, angry man who's feeling he's finally getting the respect he deserves in the drug community. But it's also super interesting to see more of the details of his past. Like, they showed when they were doing the the solving equations and shit. Um but his ex or his ex partner's uh wife and like I'm guessing they had some 
affair together and like they're both worried that that's going to come to light uh, once all this is done. So it's interesting to see how their character lines will play out. Um, also, like, I, <laughs> it's weird to see them him getting so much treatment and like some so much time has elapsed to a point where like they just his wife wouldn't be concerned about the payments of the thing. But I mean, he said he's handling it, and I guess he is. But like, <laughs> the fact that she's waiting she's waiting for that check and like nobody is like confronted about that whole situation but I guess she just trusts him to to uh, have it handled so cool move. Yeah. it's crazy you never trust Walter White <laughs> you always trust Walter White mm, fool move um <laughs> then you get the great scene of um, them making mess in the basement <laughs> In the open house upstairs, that was great. Um, what? Why he didn't just call it off? Like just fucking getting handed stacks of cash, and like he's just like, well, maybe I'll still sell this goddamn thing. And it's like ridiculous. Well, so. he he admit, but yeah, he said he wanted to sell it because it's haunted after they melted two bodies. On it. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Melted two bodies though. Well, yeah. Did they melt the other guy that he had killed? Well, how else would they have gotten rid of the body? I don't know. I figured uh, Walt just carried or took it out to the fucking desert and just buried it or something like mm-hmm. that. But I guess that makes sense because you don't see Jesse like and them have interaction like like you saw them together before he'd killed him and then like nothing until he like kind of confronts him this episode. True. So, um, also the whole fucking, the two times you meet Tuco, one with Jesse and then one with Walt, Walt's a fucking, a terrible, awful, awesome character. (laughs) Yep, you're catching on to that pretty quick. (laughs) It's so, like, off the heels of Hannibal, where he's so calculated and, like, knew how to manipulate all the situations and then you have this character that's just like brute forcing his way to for everything to line up the way he wants it to yep is ridiculous and awesome and he doesn't quite see it you know and he sees himself as the smartest person in the room even though you know when uh when hank's watching the video of them stealing the methylamine you know he like they have book smarts but they don't have street smarts they're fucking idiots you know like but Walt mm-hmm. can't admit that, so he thinks, like you said, he's going to use chemistry and brute force to get what he wants out of these things. Yeah. Um, the whole fucking, the whole heist scene was just insanity. Um, the using the thermite on the door, uh, the wrapping the cord around the toilet so the guy stayed, stayed put, like, everything just lining up and working just just perfectly for Walt. Like, it's just it's so good. So good. And for seven episodes in that first season, like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous amounts of fun. Yep. And towards, <laughs> towards the end of the first season, you start seeing some of the stylistic choices that are going to come real strong into the next parts. You know, you start seeing, you know, time-lapse footage, musical montages. There's this peppy, very amped-up feel to 
innocuous shots that they do, which I love the way they film this show. So yeah, yeah the the style stylistic choices alone, like I think I was hooked for that, like within the second episode, and like that's what I'm binging it for is because like it's so nice to look at, and like you're not straining. You're just in, in going along and enjoying the story. So, which is madness. <laughs> since you did watch the first episode of season two, um, mm-hmm. how crazy is that opening scene? Make no sense at all to you. <laughs> um, off the heels of the recap, like it, considering what they've already gone through with Tuco, like this just doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility and like to see them get that freaked out that he was just like almost brutally well no he did murder his uh friend and like them realizing like how shoestring of life expectancy they have now (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah I'm I'm pretty interested to see how things flesh out um also gonzo getting crushed like just sucks and like for them to find out that way but get freaked out and like trying to hide from tuco like it doesn't seem like tuco was hunting them until gonzo disappeared and then they realized or like tuco realized what had happened and then he was like out for blood for them so yeah, and we as the it'll, audience it'll, members it'll, are the only one who realizes Gonzo was going back to get his body out of the junkyard because it wasn't Christian to leave him there. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. all these other people, it sets all this other stuff in motion. Uh, also, it's weird because we didn't see where... Hmm. I'm guessing it'll be in the next episode where the uh, burnt bear comes from. You just hold on to that. Okay. Okay, because I realized that was the first episode of the next season, but um, you have this awful day that his wife went through and, like, the whole the whole shit, so I'm sure we'll talk more about that next time. Plus, you know, we could, Are we... We could talk about uh, Walt's libido and how crime is sexually empowering him. Oh god, what a great couple scenes. Like that's what really was so strange about this because like you were saying it was kind of made for HBO and like it kind of seems that way with those scenes for sure. And like the raciness of it doesn't seem like anything that has been on AMC. I guess maybe <sighs> briefly, the briefest moments maybe on AMC, like Walking Dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, whatever. Not anything like this. Man, people fucked all the time on Mad Men. Fair. I I don't know. I, I don't know. know that reference. You haven't seen I it. Can't. They fuck all the time. Hmm. Now I really want to get into Mad Men. <laughs> let's put this on the back burner. Let's watch Mad Men. No, I'm just kidding. Um. But yeah, crazy awesome scenes and like she's she's expecting and like he just gets wild, wound up and he's like, "Fuck okay, it, let's let's uh, get crazy." <laughs> so, but it's especially because you know, like they're literally explaining 
you know, what's stolen from his lab and what these people are doing with it and getting away with it. And he's just getting off on them. You know, yeah. them not knowing it's him as he sits there and just it's it's mm-hmm. feeding his ego. But like to the point where he they're saying what's de- what's been done and they're all but saying he's especially the least person they're looking for. for mm-hmm. him. There's even that scene in whatever episode it is when um, in the first season when uh, the family's playing poker together. And, you know, like, uh, he bluffs Hank out with absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Hank can't believe him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, Walter's so straight-laced. If he's betting, it's because he's going to win. He can't lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he found out that he had done pot and, like, um, then then kind of confronts him about the missing equipment and stuff and, like, just just cannot believe that he would have anything to do with it and like I'm excited to see how that uh, plays out over this whole series because I'm sure he gets closer and closer without realizing it so and also that that line they drew with the Cuban cigars was so awesome because Walt's all but telling him he's he's this becoming this kingpin and uh, his brother-in-law is just like I don't believe you but I am the law, and I make the rules. So yeah, and and he does that a lot, you know. Like when he talks to his wife, and she's you know talking about how um, the baby shower, the tiara was stolen, and you know he's like, well, what if it? Was, oh my god, yeah. He's like, what if it was me who did it? Would you call the cops? Would you turn me in? You know, he's trying to rationalize this in his head and get people to his way. Yeah, and it's. It's such a great play between him and her. her. Like, she doesn't give him an answer because she doesn't know what she would do. And, like, it'll be interesting how these characters... Because it doesn't seem like they need much uh, character filled in for them. Like, it seems like they're all really good spots right now that you can just go forward and tell these great stories from all their different perspectives. So, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Breaking Bad, get on it! Yeah, it's great. Are we watching? Are the, we gonna watch like half the season for next time then? Or well, I don't know. What do you want to watch? Because like, uh, I don't have anything lined up at the moment. But there's nothing theatrical <laughs> for the next like two weeks. Yeah, uh, I saw. Um, what was the one we wanted to see this summer? Oh, blind spotting is now in digital. So yeah, but I think it's buy to own. I don't think it's rent yet. Those fucks. Because I was gonna. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. looked at it. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to do the whole second season? I mean, we can, unless you think it's going to be too much. It almost seems like that would be overkill, but also I don't know that I necessarily have anything else to do. So. <laughs> We might just because we're low. Yeah. It's it's kind of low energy. We might uh, do that. I think maybe we should. I don't know. We might have to since we can record segments ahead of time. We might have to do like a touch in f- just for me and you. Split it in half and then put it together as an episode at the end or something. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we can do that instead of trying to so sit here for twenty minutes and talk about a whole season straight <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So theoretically, we're going to do all of season two, but we'll probably split it amongst the next two episodes. So no, we'll see. That works. Um, so then let's talk about our movies we watched. Uh, I was going to watch Call Me By Your Name, but uh, I realized it's on stars and you don't have stars. So No, I got rid of all, our, all the channels. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, isn't American Gods on stars? It is, but that show's not on. But isn't it coming in January? Is it? I don't fucking know or care. Um, That's your answer. You do care. You care a little bit. I cared when Brian Fuller was showrunner on it, and now I'm kind of like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but it's either going to be a spectacular mess or a real train wreck. And hmm, I'm kind of in for either one of those. Mm -hmm. Well, let's put it this way. When the whole season's out, I'll buy stars for that one month, and ah, we'll just burn through See, there it. we go. See? Sweet, sweet compromise. Um, so then I can watch it during that, so. Um, let's see. We'll, we'll say Buster Scrubs for last, because it seems like it has the most to talk about. So, how much did you enjoy Outlocking? Not at all. Thanks for making me watch that. Yes. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's so long. It is. I'm not. I'm not taking points away from you for that. It is fucking a two and a half hour movie, for sure. Uh, but it has Chris Pine, and he's great. Yeah, but I basically went in knowing that this was the movie where you see Chris Pine's dick, and then waited two hours to see his dick. I had no none of that knowledge, and I was like what are you doing, Netflix? And like, on the heels of watching Breaking Bad, I'm like, I guess we don't have any rules anymore. <laughs> Deal with this. This is Middle West for sure. Um, which was ridiculous because that's like all the, anything you see. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I like the aesthetic, like just the medieval times and fucking castles and shit. Uh, it feels like a very similar story to King Arthur and whatnot. Um, basically, t- t- I've never seen um, what's the hell's that movie with uh, Mel Gibson? Uh, Braveheart? As well. Yeah, I've never seen that, so I don't have a ton of information besides the one uh, Clive Owens King Arthur movie where it's kind of setting up this. So, oh, It just reaches the point of why do I want to watch this movie? You know, I don't... Because I... Yeah, you made me. I know. Um, <laughs> but, like, I don't... But you get to see... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the bad dad from Game of Thrones die again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, like... I just, <laughs> You know, like... European history doesn't interest me. So I really don't care about the war between England and Scotland. And, you know... Like I just, it's it's just not my cup of tea. So I'm already at a disadvantage going into it. It's fair. It's fair. Um, it it was a kind of a mess because like it set up a lot of things that it never utilized, especially the fucking giant siege weapons that they had took three months to build, and they're just like, fuck it, we'll never talk about any of that shit again. 
Yeah, um, I love the battle scene at the end. Like I thought that was a better battle scene than the Game of Thrones bastards one. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. It's fine. They're both different. I, I need. I need they're, you. <laughs> they're different things, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. I think if you dig that kind of medieval aesthetic, I think you'd like this movie. But it is a two and a half hour movie, and it's hard. It's there are very strong moments where it just starts to slog. So, well, like ninety percent of it is just him being like. We're outlaws and running away from people, you know? Yeah. I mean, sure, it's probably, you know, historically accurate, but not interesting narratively. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. That's all I got for you. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and every, like, one, it's hard to watch it because Chris Pine's just got this horrible mullet throughout the whole movie. And, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> stared at it in fascinated awe the whole time. I didn't even notice it, so you didn't notice you it. I I absolutely didn't, and like it seemed weird for the end battle because he was wearing the uh, metal helmet with the chainmail, and I was like, "What's different?" And I guess that's that has my answer. Yeah, because you couldn't see his fucking because mullet totally... anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, huh? Interesting. Uh, yeah to watch it if you want. I'm sure you already have, but let's talk about Cam then and how exciting that movie was. How You had to have loved it. It's just like an extended Black Mirror episode. Um, 50-50. What? I, need, I know you enjoyed it, but for me, it's, it rides a lot of the similar uh, lines that Simone does, which is one of my favorite movies. Wait, wait, wait. The Al Pacino movie? Yeah. <laughs> no one has ever said that sentence. Like, no one has ever been like, one of my favorite movies is this the Bone Starry Now. This guy, I just slid it across. I just slid it across the table. Just I was like, so like fifteen people have seen Simone. So I'm like, I don't bring that to the table very often. But I see this is gonna be a fun little discussion we got ourselves here. Wait, like I know I saw it when it first came out, but like, what's because it's an AI? Yeah, for the most part, it's it's this... It's people being lustful after this AI to a point where they consider it to be very realistic and real to the point where in Simone, it was killed off by Pacino, the creator of it, and, like, everybody was so against him at a point where you had to bring it back, but you have this point where she conquers it, and then goes back to... That's the point I hate. It's the ending. It's so much like uh, Happy Death Day, that like the fucking main character has no redemption. Like She just continues doing the same shit she was doing in hopes that this AI doesn't track her again. I, d- I don't think you're reading... That's not what the movie is, I don't think. That's fair. But that's what I got from it. It also don't... You so fucking, why don't... Don't you fucking disparage Happy Death Day, because that movie's brilliant. I, hate I fucking hate Happy Death Day, and you know that. How excited are you for the sequel? I'm so fucking pumped. I'm absolutely not. And then even less now, knowing that you're so excited about Dude, it. Dude, everyone's in the death loop this time. 
everyone. I fucking hate it. I saw the five seconds of the trailer I was, and saw that they're all in that death loop. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. No. We're going back to this movie that I very much hate. And now there's five people that I have to hate for this whole day over and over again. It's going to be great. But she has to save them by killing herself to restart the loop now. So she's all like, want to jump out of a plane with no parachute? Ooh, yeah, the movie's going to be great. It's going to be real bad. I fucking hate you so much. I can't wait to not like that movie as much as I hate the first one. It's so much fun. I don't get it. It is. I'll give you that it's fun until the last five seconds where it's like, oh, she's just going to keep being a bitch even though she died ten times and never realized she maybe she shouldn't be such a bitch to people. What? Granted, granted, she's I'm I'm putting more on her plate because she doesn't she shouldn't have to adjust herself for other people yeah. becoming psychotic suicidal maniacs. Yeah, but. you are literally saying that because her character doesn't change to the way that you want it to, she's a bitch. Yeah, yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> Calm down. As I was saying that, I was like, God damn it. Maybe Luke has a point. I'm not going to tell you that. So just reel it in. Caught you. Anyway, what are we talking about, Cam? (laughs) Sorry, we got Uh, derailed for a second. (laughs) So Cam is the story of a Cam girl that is trying to move up in ranks and AI kind of deepfakes her. Isn't that what it's called? Deepfake? Where like... I think it's deep fake where you can uh, transpose a person's like facial features and whatnot on somebody's body and whatnot. Mm, but I mean, well. this takes another step and it's actual AI that's like doesn't realize it's just program that is running and like obviously siphoning the money she's should be earning. True. I don't know. But- it, it runs some really weird lines and plus the kid being in it from uh, 13 Reasons Why is like real like mm, I don't like that at all. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't watch 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> I, I mean you're not wrong. So, But no I think uh, I think it has really interesting things to say about um, how we cultivate online personas and make this artifice of who we think we need to be through online and if you lose that do you are you not you anymore you know Hmm. see now you're making sense (laughs) because even at the end she's not worried that you know it's it's not that there's someone take you know it's she is less worried about the fact that there's literally a sentient doppelganger of some sort in an exact replica of her house it's that she's not getting the recognition that she should be getting you know she's taking my viewers away I'm not a fan of you selling me on this movie and alternatively making me like Death Day a little bit more (laughs) fucking god damn it I really came into the to today's show thinking I had one and you had one and we'll talk about Buster Scrubs. <laughs> God damn it. But you know, plus it's plus it's a very um sex positive view. You know, it's not disparaging mm-hmm. of what these people are doing. That's always a plus. Uh yeah, 
yeah, I mean, speaking about it, like face value, or on paper, it seems like it would be a just a a movie that I wouldn't be concerned with. It kind of seems like it's. Mm, I'm really trying to find the right word, but uh, I can't think of anything beneath me. But like the sh- it shows it in such a, a different light than I was expecting that it, it makes it really interesting. And I think that's to Bloomhouse's credit. Like I think they're really smart about the movies they're making for the most part. Even yeah. if they are like that. Um, I saw Bloomhouse pop up. I was like, God damn it. It's going to be a murder mystery. And like five minutes, she commits suicide. I was like, God damn it. What the hell is, is this? Um, so there's this, there's fun little twists in the story. Um, but yeah, it, it, it did a really great job of laying out this story in a different way. That makes me like it a little bit. Damn it. <laughs> I think it, I don't like saying that. I think it's good for the most part. I think um, the actual like confrontation and ending is a little anticlimactic, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. But the idea, like I said, I like I like thematically what it's doing, and the fact that she's now going to restart at the end and try doing this again because, like I said, you know it it's a commentary on where we are as a culture right now because like Mm -hmm. she survived this and could get on but it doesn't matter because she doesn't have that online identity and the facade that she puts forward that's what matters and so she's going to start again Mm -hmm. Hmm. interesting uh yeah and i mean you can see that happening right now on tumblr with fucking apple trying to wave its mighty fist and trying to keep apps like that pure of pornography and stuff and it's like it it's really odd to be having this discussion when all that's going on and it's like it's such i've grown to know yeah like it's ridiculous that they're gonna take away fucking goddamn anime butts off tumblr but they're not gonna take off like fucking racist comments you know it's like you're yeah you're going after the wrong thing people Mm mm-hmm so yeah, that's Cam on Netflix. Go check it out. But not with your parents. They do. There's titties everywhere. How not with your parents? You can see that her mom really is on board with it at the end. Yeah, Even she's though like, I think she's she like you're really good the at the porn version of her. <laughs> but wouldn't she have been watching the fake version of her? Yeah, which was also a perfect distillation. You know, she's not able to. She doesn't have oh. to take breaks or do anything, or you know, she's able to just be the undiluted version that she was trying to build herself to. Huh. That's really weird. Just thinking about that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't watch it with your parents. I think that would be pretty uncomfortable and awkward for you. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking out for your best interests. Yes. Which is crazy. Like I saved this for last because I didn't know where I was going to fall on the other two. I was like, well, this is lady for the one and Bloomhouse popped up. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. So, Way to go, Bloom House. You knocked it out of the park. So. They usually do. Yeah. Like, if you, like, <laughs> I know they focus, they traffic fairly heavily in the horror genre, but, like, hmm. if you go look at, like, the top grossing horror movies over the past, like, 10 years, like, 95% of them are Blumhouse movies. Nice. They keep the budgets down. Cool. 
but because they keep the budgets down, they allow their creators to do what they want. You know, they're not micromanaging and they make their budget back almost immediately. Like think about, think think about happy death day, right? As much as you hate it, Mm -hmm. we're we're going right back to it. (laughs) That movie costs like $4 million to make and it made like 140 million. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about um, Get Out and how it has that uh, ambiance of mis- mystery. Like, it felt very realistic in this one, too. Like, there, there's this threat looming over her. And, like, it gives you a couple different things that it could possibly be. But it ultimately turns out that it's none of those. But, yeah. yeah. really, Really interesting stuff. Plus, you know... Blumhouse produced fucking Whiplash, so I gotta give him props for that. Goddamn, that's a great fucking movie. Goddamn right. <laughs> Just like First Man was a great movie. No, we're not going there because that's not a good movie. Man. Whatever, man. Like I started, I I started making them a list. Like I'm starting to work on my fucking year end <laughs> list, and I was like, maybe First Man will sneak in there. I don't know. There's no way First Man's on your top ten, and even saying that in spite. I don't think you could put, even put it on there despite me. Ooh, I don't know, sir. I think I could. Ooh, I guess spite is pretty big for you. So, <laughs> But it's really good. I mean, like, ooh, I don't know. It's probably better than Avengers. <laughs> now we're getting fighting terms. Everybody relax. Everybody calm down. Um, let's go on to the last one, uh, Ballad of Buster Scrubs, which is such a weird title considering that character's out of the movie in the next first 10 minutes. Sure is. But how great was those first 10 minutes? Uh, pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) This, I have no idea how I feel about this whole movie. It does not work. It's not a movie. (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't think, because most of the time when you tell, um, anthologies in terms of like a movie, there's some sort of connected thread throughout it. I guess you could say mm-hmm. death is, you know, maybe these are these people's death ballads, but like I don't feel anything really reflects over one another until you get to the end. Mm-hmm. Then there's there's a little thesis in like the end segment, but everything's so disjointed. Like, I don't know the particulars behind the production or anything, but it's, it feels like Netflix bought this to be like a, a one season, six episode thing, and they turned it into a movie instead. <laughs> yeah, because it's real. It's real odd. Because I think this runtime was two and a half hours too, wasn't it? I think Outlaw King is like 2.05 and this is two and a half. Okay. Yeah, that's that probably right. Um, but yeah, it, it was real hit or miss. And that really gives me a 50-50 on the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if you like the Coens, I think you like it. It has their subversive humor in it, and it's shot beautifully. But, like, it's also just kind of meanders all over the place. Yeah, I mean, you have 10 seconds, 10-minute stories, and then you get that one that's an hour and a half? That is not an hour and a half. Maybe an hour, but... Isn't the I think the prairie one was probably a good hour. Uh, I don't know, maybe. I didn't I wasn't paying attention, I'll say that much. It's in terms of the length. But uh 
you know, like if you go through like that first one's great, like Tim Blake Nelson singing and shooting people in the face. Like I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought Fr- uh, Franco was great. Yeah, and that one, like, it, it's just like comedy of errors that plays out long enough that it just kind of becomes hilarious. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get to, like, the Liam Neeson one, and, like, that just drug on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it felt like a very... It felt like a... Uh, an awful... Um, pitch for a carnival ap- episode. <laughs> Don't you talk about carnival? I still, I'm still bitter no, about that. I, I hold it in, I hold it in high re- high regards, but this is not that. No, and it it just goes on and on until he gets a count chicken and then kills a boy. <laughs> Very weird. Even you saying that was more interesting than what actually happened. It's true. Uh, but then you get to uh, you get to Tom Waits panhandling, and I was down with that. Like, I get true. That was pretty good. <laughs> Plus that that's the first one that kind of subverts expectations because you know, like everyone's died so far, and in this mm-hmm. one, you know. He doesn't. It's the guy who tries killing him that ends up dying. Which was not introduced until he fucking shoots him in the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like this this show is, or this movie's all over the place. It's it just, is. But you it's know, hard to grasp a lot of it. But if you if you look into it, it kind of fits into the Cohen's Western over, right? They did the True Grit remake yeah. and no country for old men is a neo-western. You know, it's it, it, it's kind of you know deaths ever present and right around. And whether you're good, bad, or indifferent, the universe doesn't care one way or the other. What's so funny is I I've seen so much praise for this movie, and I think that's from people's wanting an anthology but not knowing what it is. Because, I mean, we've seen some great ones. Kind of all right ones. Like, Room 108's great, but, like, nobody is. I never see anybody talking about that, but... um, And, like, the other... uh, I think there's a couple of other anthology shows that we've watched that were... They're all trash. They're all trash. (laughs) We watched that Dick one in Black Mirror. They're all trash. Anthology side. Black Mirror is and is fantastic. No, it's and not. You're wrong. You're Black, wrong. Black Mirror has That's one fine. good episode a season, and the rest is horseshit. You're absolutely wrong. <laughs> okay. A lot of this last season was great. What? The fucking robot dogs. Yeah, yeah that was great. Let me tell you. Mm, it looked fucking amazing. That doesn't make uh, it good. It makes it all right. No, because it was it looked so much prettier than all the other episodes. Uh, it was kind of out there, outlandish. Um, the story wasn't very good, but I mean, it looked great. <laughs> this literally means it's not good. Mm, in your eyes, I well, think it was all right. Whatever you and your goddamn it's a artist, nice little thinking. Fuck you, man. <laughs> 
but then you get the last one and they're just talking in the carriage. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, but that one spells out what they're doing in the film, right? The, yeah. You know, the very end when uh, one of the bounty hunters, you know, he's talking about how uh, how he distracts their prey and, you know, Brendan Gleeson's character thumps them in the head and that's how they capture their bounties. Uh, mm-hmm. And he starts telling them, you know, like, I you know how we caught him. We told him the story. And then he stops. And he's like, but you know all the story. You know how this works. We're we tell stories and implant ourselves into them, have it end with death so that we can get that release of knowing that we won't be the ones who die. That's literally what we just watched through six segments. Mm. God damn it. I don't know. It's all right. It is. I don't like Cohen. Yeah. And even if you like Cohen's like, go watch one of their better movies. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah so I guess that's it yeah so what are we doing for next week just Breaking Bad it's on the, the only one on the schedule right now uh, First Reformed on Amazon as well Okay, it's one of the uh, uh, listen what is Deadpool out this week no that's next week the only thing out this week is the fucking Schindler's List re-release I saw that, but I thought it was a. I thought somebody was fucking with me. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Um, have do you wh- do you know about the Deadpool release? What about it? What do you want to know? I'm half. I'm half tempted to see it. Only Why? Because all the uh, all the t- sales go to towards cancer research. So. Who cares? You gave, then take $5 out of your pocket and give it to a cancer research benefit. You don't need to go see Deadpool again. Yeah, but this is much easier. And what if they did something right with the uh, Princess Bride storyline? So they're adding (laughs) a few scenes to make it look like Princess Bride and then the rest is just Deadpool 2 cut down to a PG-13. Yeah, but maybe maybe it works better as a PG-13 because I remember... Deadpool 2 and it was a pretty big mess because a lot of the stuff they were just uh, over the, over the line with a lot of it just just for crass to be crass natured. But that's Deadpool making a PG-13 is not going to help yeah. it any. Uh, uh, who knows? <laughs> Plus, not to be cynical, I don't feel that Fox is giving the money away to cancer research. I guarantee most of it's still going in their pocket. That's fair. That's good enough reason for me not to see it. I guess you sold me on not seeing it. Um, so, yeah. So, we got those two right now? Yeah, we'll um, figure something else out. I need to go. Basically, I need to check my year-end catch-up list versus what's streaming and figure something out. Right on. Right on. Um, so, watch the movies this week. <laughs> if you want. If we sold you on them. If you're interested in that shit, nah. uh, but for sure catch Breaking Bad, and then we'll catch up next season two next week. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Piece of pineapple and stuff. Yeah, catch yeah. you later. Yeah, Peace. math. <laughs>